Hello and welcome to the Buy for Twy podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Golden, admin of the Buy for Twy account on Instagram, and I'm so happy that you decided to join me for the pilot episode. We have a lot of really exciting things coming, but for this episode, I wanted to talk about Twilight 2024. How did we get here? Where are we going? And what does the future possibly hold? So let's get started. Later in the episode, I will be joined by Lily, who runs Faley Films, and I'm very excited to hear about what all they have planned for the coming year and years after. So Twilight has kind of come back into the mainstream again. Uh, Obviously, it's been a while. (laughs) New Moon came out 15 years ago, and that's New Moon. That's the film New Moon. Just think about how crazy that is, that after all this time, we're just now here. I was four years old when the first Twilight book came out. So obviously I did not read it. Uh, For context, I got into Twilight at seven, which is when the first movie came out. Um, And it was a little bit before I got around to reading the books. Uh, I believe it was fifth grade when I was like, okay, let's read them. And I felt like also I was old enough to read them. Um, But you better believe I was sat for the movies. (laughs) And I have plenty of photos, maybe I'll insert some here, of me in vampire garb. I was very into vampires, despite the fact that in Arkansas, which is where I grew up and where I'm at currently, being a Twilight fan wasn't like a thing. I knew one other person who was into Twilight, and I got lucky that they were my neighbor and family friend. Uh, But other than that, I really didn't know anyone and it wasn't like there was premiere parties or anything that I could necessarily go to. Uh, So I was kind of in my own little bubble around the franchise. Uh, But I think like a lot of other people by 2020 and you know, COVID happened and we all just kind of started rediscovering old like comfort things. we got a Twilight Renaissance, majorly. Uh, I like to attribute it mostly to the (laughs) Tumblr post. Um, I can't recall who posted it, uh, but I will include the name as well as the link to the post in the description. But it's like, imagine if, it's something about how if Edward saw a snail he he, like it's very in his character where he would tweet not tweet he would text Bella like saw this snail today effervescent and that kind of brought us to where we are now where people were like oh yeah the Twilight series was crazy and like oh I miss that um so a lot of us like got either shamed out of it or maybe people who'd never seen it before were too young when it came out um, or maybe they just were always there, uh, kind of got refueled into the franchise. It just everything kind of happened perfectly at once. We were stuck inside. Um, globally, uh, we had tons of time to watch the movies and be online and we were all online. So, I mean, what better to do than just 
get super obsessed with the Twilight Saga again. Uh, And I think that kind of us creating our own canon, which will be week nine of this podcast, uh, aided a lot. You know, things that are on brand for the characters, but not necessarily in the books or movies, like telling Bella that a snail is effervescent, uh, really keeps the fandom alive because there's only, I mean, you, you eventually run out of source material and things to talk about from source material. So I think that it's really the fandom that keeps the Twilight Saga alive. And in 2020, we were super lucky that we got all these new people uh, that were either coming back or being introduced to the Twilight Saga. Uh, so I'm just so happy that the speed has slowed down a little, but not too much. And we're still very much here. Uh, so in 2024, we have all these collaborations. Uh, we have Hot Topic, which started, I believe, in 2023 was when they finally, you know, I'm sure they started planning it in 2020, but it takes a while to kind of get licensing and get merch out and everything. So, you know, Hot Topic finally <laughs> started putting stuff out. Um, maybe 2022, like late. Uh, and their designs have been somewhat hit or miss. Uh, we've gotten fan reactions that have been both good and bad, uh, mostly because it doesn't seem like a lot of the stuff is actually made by Twilight fans, but more so just, you know, graphic designers and stuff like that. Uh, so we occasionally get a design that is good, uh, like the one I'm wearing right now, which is a recreation of the shirt that Bella wears on the first day of school except for instead of saying crown bowling supplies on the back it says the Cullen Coven uh which is not what they're called they're called the Olympic Coven uh but I get why they would do that because the average person knows them as the Cullens not the Olympic Coven uh and I think it's great because we haven't we don't have a screen accurate version of this shirt. Uh, a lot of the clothes in Twilight were just bought off the rack. They weren't designed for the movie. Uh, but there's some iconic ones where they were either designed for the movie or they just kind of found them randomly. They weren't like mass produced at like H&M or something like that. Um, so it's really hard to come across them. And so for people like me who like to own screen accurate clothing or cosplay, it is disappointing when we can't have these really iconic things. Um, So that is one thing that Hot Topic did really well. They also did uh, Bella's prom dress. They had to kind of change it because they didn't have the rights to like make that design, Uh, but they got pretty close. And so that's a great option for people that don't already have some sort of similar uh, dress, if not the actual Max and Cleo one. Uh, but for the most part, Hot Topic has been making like t-shirts that most people haven't liked, mostly because they kind of edit the faces. They've been mixing and matching uh, characters versus the movies they're in. Like it may say Twilight, but the characters have like the Edward they chose is from Eclipse and the Bella they chose is from New Moon and it's just kind of strange and a lot of times I feel like because the hair and makeup changed quite a bit throughout the films it just looks kind of weird they look mix match like you can almost tell even if you 
didn't know, your brain would be like, something's off here. So the t-shirts haven't been the best. Uh, the makeup palettes and like lip glosses and stuff were cute. Love Twilight makeup. Uh, but again, I felt like the shades, especially on the new moon palette, they made the warm tone shades Edward and the cool tone shades Jacob, which if you know anything about the franchise, you know that Edward's cold and all his merch is cool toned and Jacob is warm and all of his merch is warm toned. So that's one of those things where it's like, what were they thinking? Who was the designer here? Uh, the jewelry has been pretty cute. Uh, loving. They haven't had any Twilight jewelry available um, for a while, so that's disappointing. My personal favorites out of, I think, everything that Hot Topic has done thus far are the pins. Let me show you. I got one in stock, and this one's still in stock right now. Uh, the Jacob one is not, and I actually hesitated about buying it, and then it sold out, and I paid a more for a pin than I should have paid um getting it from someone else uh but it says twilight and covered by glitter right now because it's a it's one of those shaky pins but he's kind of covered by glitter right now but we have Jacob and then a little shirt did you see it go down a little shirt to cover him up he's indecent and then we have our Edward one um which actually says Edward Cullen on it and we have a tiny little Edward in there with a moon and a Cullen crest and he's floating through and it reminds me of the scene in New Moon where Bella is <laughs> cliff diving and then she sees Edward, like she hallucinates Edward. Um, and it really reminds me of that. I do not know what I'm going to do when these pins run out of ink. I'm going to find a way to add more ink to them, get a, an ink cartridge that fits because I love those um so yeah hot topic has been very hit or miss some really good ones some really bad ones and they have a very quick design turnover like they haven't really been doing restocks um it's just kind of been if you miss it then you miss it and they don't really announce things i feel like it's been very messy uh which is unfortunate speaking of sellouts let's talk about I mean, being sold out quickly, not being sellouts. Um, maybe. <laughs> Let's talk about ColourPop. So if you don't know, ColourPop Cosmetics is a pretty well-established cosmetics brand. Um, kind of like Elf, but like a little bit more fun, a little bit for a younger audience. Um where they make good quality makeup for very affordable prices, all things considered. Um, and so they're a pretty well-liked brand. They've collaborated with like Corpse Bride and Sanrio and I think, oh, and Sailor Moon, stuff like that. So they've done collaborations in the past and they've sold out quickly but I want to kind of venture to say this may not be true but I'm like pretty sure it's true that Twilight was like the fastest selling <laughs> you know collaboration that they've done it was I managed to get some let me actually go get those so I was refreshing the page like 10 minutes before it dropped because I'm used to the very very messy monster high drops on the Mattel website so I've this is not my first rodeo let's say 
Um, <laughs> so I also was like, don't get your hopes up. It may sell out. You may not get it. Uh, but I managed to get the whole collection because they were selling it as one. So I just put that in my cart and I checked out immediately uh, because I was, I knew that it was going to sell out. Um, I know some people got there like a few minutes late and it was already gone. Um, so here's, here's that. Uh, I already have one of, I have the Bella one lip oil out I'm wearing it right now um but I have used most of this now um like tried it on uh and it's very good I like it a lot um I'm not sure if I'm going to use all the shades all the time because I'm more into warm tone things and there's a lot of cool tone things in this but the thing I'm most excited for is this Edward um they call it let's see what they called it because this was a big issue that arose. They called it light diamonds, um, referring to Bella saying that his skin is like diamonds. Um, and it's a shimmering dry body oil. And I'm going to be cosplaying Edward wearing this and doing the tit soak scene, uh, aka this is the skin of a killer. So that people were very mad that they didn't call any of the highlighters, any of that. I mean, this for Christ's sake, they didn't call it, this is the skin of a killer. Hello? Like, it was very obvious that as iconic as this collab is, they didn't go hard enough with it, especially in the naming department. So that's what most people were upset about pre-drop, was the fact that whoever named these was not a fan, very clearly. So, like, the black one, I think the black one, maybe the red one. Anyway, the eyeliners, they're called Coven Forever and Vampire. What beautiful creative names. Then we have Vampire Skin. That's so, at least like Diamonds is like a reference. At least call this one Titsoak, like please. Meadow this one makes a little bit more sense because it's got purple shimmer aspects, which it's supposed to be hearkening to the meadow scene. So that, I'm not too mad about that. Uh, then we have Team Edward, Team Jacob, and Belle's lip oils. That's not too bad. A little basic, but we can take what we can get. Um, and then let's see. So the Twilight eyeshadow palette, this is the sleeve. And then the actual palette itself is in the colors of the rest of the collection. But it is kind of weird that they used Breaking Dawn colors um, for the sleeve and not for anything else. It kind of clashes in a weird way. So the names of these are Edward. Boring. We already have a Team Edward lip oil. Unconditionally referencing to I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him, which is not horrible. Uh, Prom Night. I mean, I guess. At least call it Monte Carlo, which was the theme of their prom. Immortal. Boring. Ice cold. That's not bad. His skin is pale and ice cold. Say it out loud. Not horrible. The Cullens. All basic. Lion and Lamb. Not awful. 17. Okay. How long have you been 17? It's all right. Moonlit. Moonlit? No. Impossibly fast? Not bad. Bella? Boring. Irresistible? I guess? 
this, but like, I think it would have been better to <laughs> like, I don't know if they could put this on a makeup palette, but I feel like if they want to do something in that vein, they could do some, they could reference like the, you're like my own personal brand of heroin. Like they could have called it like maybe like personal brand if they didn't want to, you know, say heroin <laughs> on a makeup product, uh, irre irrevocably. Okay. I see what you're doing. You're doing unconditionally and irrevocably. It's like, I would kind of just use irrevocably. I don't feel like the unconditionally is as important in that sentiment. Um, and then forever young. We already had a forever in the eyeliners. I don't get it. It's, it was very clear that they did not put who they should have put on the naming department. And the makeup itself is good. Um, the quality is really good, but uh, the shades are okay. I like that they're cool tone shades because that fits with Twilight, but I don't know how unique they are. I like the shimmers. The shimmers are very cool. Um, but then let's talk about the drop. So it sold out and people were pissed, but they were like, no, 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 wait, it's coming to Ulta. Don't worry. We have more. It's coming to Ulta like, and on this day and everyone's like, okay, when is it coming to Ulta on this day? And an Ulta representative who, oh my gosh, they probably got in so much trouble. I actually feel bad. Um, they commented responding to someone asking that on their Instagram page. They were like 12 PM. Okay. So noon, they're like 12 PM. Um, I want to say it was like e either CST or PST, probably PST cause they're in LA. Um, and everyone's like, okay, great. We'll set our alarms. No one has to get up too early, whatever. And then they dropped it at 12 a.m. And so like everyone missed it because not only were, because if we had to guess, we probably would have guessed 12 a.m. But someone told us 12 p.m. So everyone missed it. And people were understandably pretty mad uh, especially those who like didn't get it and didn't know someone who got it or anything. And luckily they are doing another restock. Um, they'll probably do a few more restocks. They've done that in past collabs, but needless to say, people are pretty upset about it, especially because I imagine some people are probably getting it for like a Valentine's day gift for their partner and they haven't dropped the second restock and it's going to take a while to ship. And so there goes that plan. But you know, I'm sure that people will get them for sure. Because in the past, um, usually uh, they would wait. They keep restocking until it stops selling quickly. And then they're like, okay, this will be end of stock. They're not one-time limited, super limited release type brand in the past. Uh, so we're probably good. You guys will probably all get it if you want it. Then we have brands like Forever 21 who have like one or two shirts or products with Twilight and they're very basic and very boring, um, but they're not doing like a whole line, so it makes sense. Then we have Lionsgate who owns the rights to Twilight and they have the worst merch. Like it is so bad and I know production companies usually have really bad merch, um, like FX that does what we do in the shadows their merch is like really bad they finally put out some decent merch uh but direct from production merch is usually pretty lame uh but the biggest problem 
in Lionsgate making merch is that they've been striking small creators even before they release their own merch in anticipation. So look, I know legally they own the rights to these images, right? They own the rights to the likeness of these characters. They are legally in the right. However, morally, that's a different story, especially because of the fact that these creators are the, in my opinion, kind of the only reason that Twilight is relevant again and they're able to do the things that they're doing and get the sales that they're getting because for quite a while after the movies came out Twilight became uncool again and people stopped caring and the majority of it died down and the only buzz has been from these longtime friends and small creators like on Etsy and such that have created unique interesting cool merch and um you know designs and memes and everything that has just been so important in like keeping interest for the franchise alive after official content stopped coming out and then the way that they thanked them wasn't even giving them the courtesy of like hey here's a warning we are going to stop start striking down um images like if you use a direct image of a character on your product and such like that we are going to take it down they just were like nope there's that there's that screw you thanks for no help and we're gonna start kind of copying designs which is not cool whatsoever it's like legally sure they're within their rights but is it the right thing to do i don't think so so speaking of those creators, you should check them out on Etsy and such. Some of them have managed to stay up if they're not directly using like the photos and stuff. And then some of them use the photos and they kind of get away with it. Uh, but they make replicas of lots of things. If you can think of it, people have made a replica of it. And it's so, so cool. And the quality is way better than anything you're going to get. Let me show you one. So I got this little apple at the Twilight uh, Forever and Forks Festival in 2023, so last year, and it's incredible. If you don't recognize it, uh, it is pretty identical to the stained glass um, apple that Bella has in her kitchen in the first movie, um, which was like, you know, set designer, subtle little nod to the cover of the first book. Um, it is super cute. This is actual stained glass. It's gorgeous. I think I got it for like $15. I love it so much. It's, it's so good. Um, I believe it was made by Twilight X Joel. Uh, if I said the wrong name right then, I will be voicing over what I just said. Um, and it's so cool. You should check out their shop. I will link to it down below for sure. They were very sweet and oh my gosh, this is so good. You've, you guys have got to get one. I'll also link to my Etsy favorites regarding Twilight that I just really love um, because there's so many of them. And please, if you know of one that I didn't include on my list that you love, tell me and I'll add it to my list so everyone can find it. And again, these make great gifts. If you know someone who loves Twilight, get it for them too. 
So with 2024 comes a remake. Now we don't have an exact date on when this remake is coming out, but I anticipate we will get some sort of like teaser or behind the scenes footage or something from this remake. Uh, It's going to be a TV series, which I like in that we're going to get more hours of it. (laughs) We get more time than a movie, but I'm not really sure about how they're going to like end each episode like what is this whole like is there gonna be like a weird like cliffhanger thing going on what's the vibe so we'll see about that I know a lot of people are very wary of it myself included but I'm also super excited and I know a lot of people are also very excited because maybe it'll be more book accurate you know as much as the original series is like incredible We do have a lot of differences, namely in the fact that I don't feel like Bella stands up for herself enough, and I don't feel like Edward smiles and laughs enough. So it's going to be really cool to see more of, like, their banter as a couple. That's, like, the main thing I'm excited for. I also really hope that Carlisle and Esme are more age-appropriate for what they are in the book, 23 and 26. Uh, I get why they aged them up for the movies, but it's also, I don't know, I, I want them to highlight more of, like, the weirdness of the books, like, the weirdness of their family. Like, they are this strange family. It's not just this doctor that's, like, hot rolls into town with these adopted kids. It's, like, this super, super young, well-qualified millionaire doctor walks into town with all these inhumanly beautiful pale children like it's weird it's very weird and I want more of that um and I want more of Edward being strange but yet kind of charming and endearing in an odd way so I am cautiously optimistic as it usually goes with any new Twilight thing um, we've also gotten uh, various DVD reprintings. We've also got various DVD reprintings. Um, I really like, let me go get them. So I have all of them, but I just brought the first one as an example. Uh, it's just a case. And these were from Walmart. So it's the normal DVD underneath but we have a slip case and these really cool holographic bisexual colors haha uh-huh, bi for twi i feel like they're made for me uh, and they all are these kind of unique takes on the covers uh, and these are great these were only five dollars each and i think that they're a really unique fresh way of reprinting but we've also had like the anniversary um reprintings and um okay so we have like the really expensive ones at like Best Buy and Walmart and stuff that I've just noticed this crazy lack of like quality control um like why is there better quality in this than like $90 ones uh the printing's weird I just don't feel like there's anything unique about them it's just like another like boring white case no offense if you got them I think that's great if you were happy but I'm just like, I'd rather go with this $5 unique, weird, cool version than just like this glossy, super expensive version. Uh, so those have been a little, a little lackluster. 
Speaking of remakes, we have a prequel in the works by a fan for fans. And this is like a production production. This is a real movie that is coming out, has real actors, a whole, trust me, I've seen behind the scenes stuff. This is awesome. So please welcome on my very special guest, leader, creator, Lily. All right. So right now I am joined by the lovely Lily who runs Faley Films. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. So, um, well, firstly, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Um, I've been following along with all the exciting progress and I'm just, <laughs> I'm thrilled you're doing this because I think as Twilight fans, we can never get enough of Twilight. So this is <laughs> another level of excitement. Um, but yeah, what I'm doing, uh, well, uh, I'm currently in pre-production for my first fan-made Twilight film. Uh, and that happens to be a prequel to the events of Twilight that center around Emmett Cullen. Um, and I don't know about you, but he is like, he's my favorite character. Mm -hmm. So uh, it sort of just made sense, but um, yeah, that's keeping me pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, I've kind of kept up with that and we've had talks and such, and it's just, it's crazy all the work you're doing like this. You guys don't understand. This is a full production going on. Um, very professional, very cool. Um, you guys have to check out the account and like see, and by the way, that will be in the description. Um you have to see like all the photos and the cast that you've announced for this thing is like the so cool and so stunning and interesting and they look so much like what you would imagine it's incredible so how did you like find your cast members has it been kind of a blend or casting calls like tell us how you've done that yeah you know and first it's kind of scary how <laughs> how some of them are I mean mm. if go and check out our Faley Films Instagram that's the name of our production production company is Faley Films um the man that we cast as Carlisle I mean I literally thought that he was yeah Peter Facinelli it's it's kind of scary mm -hmm. um yeah the way that I went about casting uh I was very adamant that if I if I was going to do this then I wanted to do it right and so I wanted to bring on professional actors who are just they eat and breathe their craft who they just love passion like they their passion for creativity is just never-ending and mm -hmm. so I wanted to bring on people like that um if they were a Twilight fan that's just a bonus um <laughs> uh yeah so I ended up going on to a website called Backstage and that's where a lot of actors go uh, a lot of well and um yeah I put out a casting call all over America for certain characters and I provided the physical descriptions the character analysis and uh, just a brief outline uh, as to what they would their character would be doing in the film and um the response I received was remarkable I mean mm. we only just recently cast Rosalie Hale and yes. uh, uh. this yeah for this uh latest 
um, casting call I put out for her, we had well over 300 applicants. Wow. Yeah. Just Everyone wants to be Rosalie. She's gorgeous. <laughs> she's She just yeah. slays all the time. She's an icon. I mean, who wouldn't want to be her? Right. And I mean, just to look at her is to take a hit in your self-esteem. So- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You posted that photo and I was like, oh, <laughs> guess I'm ugly. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, She's so stunningly gorgeous, which is like how Rosalie's supposed to be. She's supposed to be so beautiful. You're like, so I guess I'm a toad then. Because yeah. what is this? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, I guess I hate myself again. Like, <laughs> Right. Precious heads, you're really working, but no. <laughs> and the fact that the the girl who we ended up casting, her real name is Rose. Oh my gosh! Shut up! Like, come on, you know. Um, and uh, just to add on to that confusion, the man who we cast as Edward Cullen, who again another. I mean, all of these characters are so iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, for Edward, especially, we wanted to get that right because right. Ed- everybody loves and knows Edward. <laughs> um, and uh, his name in real life is Emmett. Oh, a little confusing. <laughs> uh, like I, I had a meeting with the both of them the other day and oh. um, calendar literally said meeting with Emmett and Rose. And I was like, I can't even change that because that's their actual names. <laughs> right. <laughs> definitely confusing especially when you are talking with Emmett and the cast member playing Emmett it's like okay are you referring to us by our like character names or by our real names exactly you know and we uh we sort of came up with a way around that um I I still think it's gonna be a little confusing but we decided where we're when we're on set we're going to say real Emmett or mm. fake and mm. so real is like <laughs> actor Emmett and then fake Emmett right. is actor Emmett. Right. <laughs> makes sense. It <laughs> definitely makes sense. And then <laughs> Rosalie will be easy because Rose and Rose, it's the same person. So <laughs> you don't have any confusion there. Yeah. Great. So what have you guys, what, can you tell us about kind of, so we have the casting and so we've got our characters. What about like costuming? What have you done for costuming thus far? So because the entire film takes place in 1935, mm-hmm. so we have a very specific era that we need yeah. to um, And so we actually have an incredible production designer. She's also going to be, uh, you know, head of costume. Um, and uh, she has over eight years of experience in designing designing clothes and and fashion and just everything I mean she's really remarkable um and she was just so passionate to come on board um so uh what we've been doing is creating mood boards for each of the Cullen Mm -hmm. family and uh sort of figuring out what their style is what their aesthetic is right and then sharing that with our production designer and um uh, she's also actually been creating her own mood boards just with the different sort of clothes from that era. Um, and we've sort of been collaborating and figuring out, okay, I think that this character wouldn't wear a short sleeve shirt, for example, right. because it's more proper or this or that. Um, so uh, yeah, that's sort of how we're going about it at the moment. Um, and uh, we're very, again, we're so fortunate to have her because if we, 
if we find a dress for Rosalie, for example, that is a little too modern, um, she can alter that because that's right. Like she can change that to look more thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm so excited for for you guys to see. Oh the, yeah, <laughs> in their costumes and everything. But more than that, I'm excited to see it because that's sort of when it comes to life, you know. Definitely, for sure. It's like when you get everyone in hair and makeup and costuming, it's like, holy crap, this is happening. They're the characters. Like, it's incredible. And we've done some of that in the photos. You know, you're not just announcing a cast member and we just see like a headshot or something like that. We're getting a glimpse at what they will look like as the character, which is very cool to see. Yeah. You know, I wanted to, I always wanted to do it that way. because I, the, the one thing that I think of anytime I post something is what would I, as a fan, want to see? And, uh, I mean, the very first thing, I'm a selfish fan, so I would want to <laughs> see, I'd want to see them in character straight away and be like, right. oh, wow, they're going to look so good in the film or this or that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been super fun. Like, we've already done uh, a good couple of photo shoots. We have another shoot coming up uh most likely at the end of February and um yeah it's just uh it's so exciting to see the character that they portrayed so brilliantly in their auditions really visually come to life it's like oh there you are old friend you're not very (laughs) like you're at the surface now and we're seeing you right so no promises because life happens and things happen but what is the current timeline you have right now right so the current timeline we are still trying to figure out some schedules um Definitely. For example, I start uh you know further university studies and I still haven't received my schedule for that so oh, no. right so um uh, you know I don't know when my extended holidays mm. are I just I have a rough guess so um at this stage, we're looking at shooting in June, July, uh, or thereabouts, and um, we're hoping to have the film released by the end of the year. Wow. Okay, so perfect. Perfect on grand for Twilight 2024. That's crazy. That's awesome. I mean, and again, no promises. Things happen. Do not be mad if you guys don't get it by the end of 2024. Movie production is like so insane it's like actually you guys don't realize how many moving parts there are at all times um <laughs> but that is very exciting that that is the current timeline uh, that we could be seeing a product by the end of the year is really well, cool I mean I will say this is that even if the whole film isn't released by the end of the year which is certainly the goal mm-hmm. um we will be releasing 10 minutes of footage um by I would say by the latest it would be May um wow. so we're releasing 10 minutes of footage from the film um and uh, we're using that as part of our campaign to help crowdfund and everything like that so definitely uh, fans will definitely get a glimpse into the movie um and uh, definitely see some characters that they've been wanting to see for sure Everyone throw when that when that teaser comes out, watch it and then give appropriately 
however much you can and however much you want and however inspired you are. Um, and is there, do you guys have a crowdfunding link right now? Not right now. Uh, okay. We have our uh, UPM, um, our unit production manager. Mm -hmm. So she is working on it uh, with myself. I'm not really taking a massive role in it just because crowdfunding is just not my forte. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> at all. So um, I'm much happier to sort of delegate that particular responsibility to someone who has more experience with things like that and is more confident in, you know. Definitely. Do. Um, but yeah, we've certainly, uh, we've certainly had discussions about it. Um, and we do plan on launching a Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign. Um, yeah, pretty soon, actually. We just need to sort awesome. of. Awesome the i's and cross the t's you know right well if that's not out by the time that i release this podcast then as soon as it comes out i will update the description so if you're watching this past the publication time uh go ahead and check that description because it may already be in there uh and you know donate if you can uh well, you I mean in the meantime we do have our kofi or, or coffee or however people mm -hmm. say it um, we've got that, but we also have Patreon. So Patreon is our Perfect. number one place where you can go. And if you, if behind the scenes is sort of your thing, then that's the place to go to because um, that's where you can see cast interviews, uh, even the auditions from our actors who were cast in their respective characters. We post those auditions for our patrons to see. Um and uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's just countless benefits that you can get on Patreon. So definitely check that out. Um, we have the link for that in our bio. And, and it'll uh, be linked in the description as well. <laughs> <laughs> so if this story is about Emmett, I do have to ask, what are we doing about the bear? <laughs> yeah, so um, I thought about this and I, I ultimately decided that a real bear would probably put my actors in danger. So I maybe probably avoid that. Um, but no, there will definitely be a bear. Um, there'll definitely be a black bear. And we have a, a props master who he is amazing as well. Um, our key MUA uh, makeup artist, she, oh my God. Um, if you haven't seen her page, you guys need to check out her page because that girl is talented. Um, she, I, I had like a two hour meeting with her about that scene because, mm -hmm. and in fact, this week I have a meeting with um, all of my heads of department and all of the actors playing the Cullens because we're going to specifically talk about that scene because it's so iconic. Oh and, yeah. Uh, that's the one scene that I said, like, we cannot get wrong. And um mm -hmm. Fortunately, Stephanie has been very descriptive in Midnight Sun with uh, that moment. Um, so we want to have a meeting to discuss all of that and how we can best bring that to life for the fans. So uh, there will definitely be a bear. Um, there'll be some special effects, but uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a proper bear attack and it is going to be pretty gruesome. Ooh, I'm excited. Definitely excited. <laughs> I'm excited for yeah. Rose to come in like a goddess to rescue him as well. Yeah, you know, I uh, I said to my MUA, I was like, look, this is brutal. Like, this is probably oh, yeah. one of the most brutal ways a human being could die. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
be attacked by a massive black bear mm-hmm. um, so yeah in terms of that like we are going to be using prosthetics um i mean my MUA literally has a bucket that she calls her blood bucket and she's going <laughs> down basically um, so yeah it's going to be there's going to be a lot of blood and gore it's not it, i don't think it's going to be easy to watch mm-hmm. but um, you know and it shouldn't be I, it's a scene where he's getting to the verge of death exactly yeah and i i really want audiences to see just how close he came to death um you know stephanie mentioned uh, in midnight sun that uh i i don't recall verbatim but it was i think carlisle was examining emmett and he was sort of looking at rosalie saying i can't save him like there's nothing he's too far gone he's going mm-hmm. to die yeah and then Emmett was realizing she doesn't mean save him she means turn him mm-hmm. um and if carlisle probably the best doctor in the world is looking at this man and saying there's nothing that can be done then i think that it's fair to say this guy was like minutes from death yeah um, for sure so yeah i'm i'm i feel bad for saying that i'm excited to show that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think I, again that scene is just so iconic you know mm-hmm. it, it really sums up the end of the life of emmett mccarty and mm-hmm. the birth of cullen and um and being able to show that transition, however painful it may be, I think is it's going to be one of the highlights of the film. For sure. Definitely. And I'm super excited to see it <laughs> in our in our own little sadistic way. We're like, oh, <laughs> poor Emmett. We're putting Emmett through so much. But it's important. Yeah. It's, you know, it's artistically important. It's also important to his character and the growth. And, you know, that's, I mean, you have to have, the bad times to have the good times so that's very necessary yeah you know and I told my actor that uh portraying Emmett and uh, I said to him look I just because the number one thing I need is for all of my team to feel comfortable in whatever Mm -hmm. they're doing and so I said look I I've had a talk with our makeup artist and you will be needing to wear a lot of prosthetics there's going to be blood spurting like this is going to be pretty intense um not to mention we've got you know contact lenses we've got four right. different contact lenses for Emmett um and uh his attitude was just so brilliant he was like yeah that's fine just anything you want <laughs> just throw anything on me including the blood bucket <laughs> uh, and I'm like mm-hmm. Okay, you might feel differently on the day, but great. <laughs> right. It'll, it might be a little different when he feels just how like sticky that blood is and how much the contacts burn. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. Color really. contacts are a nightmare. <laughs> just being in them for like 30 minutes is like, ah, my eyes. Well, you know, I love about those contacts because the not not all of them, but the red, the newborn contact lenses, um, I oh yeah, I've looked and looked and looked, and I could not find red newborn contact lenses that would look not like cosplay or anime, but would look somewhat realistic. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and I just couldn't find any. And then I went onto this website that you know makes mm-hmm. contact lenses for films and TV shows, and they hand paint each lens. Um, and so uh, even though it's obviously more expensive than I would have liked, I thought, you know what, those are the best, well, that's the best bet for us. 
Um, so I, I did have to unfortunately warn him and say, look, these aren't going to be comfortable for you. Oh, um, yeah, they're even worse. The handmade ones are even worse. Yeah, they're awful. Um, but yeah, again, his his attitude, we have such a great team, but um, the actor that is playing Emmett is just, he's something else, you know? So um, I, I can't wait to reveal him to the uh, to the public and uh, for him to get the credit that he deserves because he is something special. Yes, we're all we're all very pumped. And like I was telling you know the listeners earlier, this is very much a real production. Like those hand painted contact lenses, that's what they used in Twilight two thousand eight. Like Catherine Hardwick used for you know the nomads like Victoria and such. They used hand painted contact lenses because she ran into the exact same problem, which. It seems kind of strange how many years have gone by. There aren't more widely available, more realistic black I mean, red contact lenses. Yeah, you know, see, we found some that would be good for the Volturi, for example, where it's like that milky filter almost on the room. Mm-hmm. So we found ones that we can use for that. But in terms of the newborn red, it was everything we found was just anime cosplay sort of yeah. style. Um, that's not the, that's not what we want to go for in the it's film. The vibe. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like, even though, yes, the film is fan made and everything, like all of us in the team, we all have different experiences. Like I've done photography and videography. I've also acted in the past. And so there's so many of us that have different uh expertise you know and we've all just combined that together because we want to make this movie the best it can possibly be um and uh the way we saw it if the powers that be are not going to uh you know give the fans what they've been wanting pretty much since the first twilight movie was released then... right which is prequels we want prequels <laughs> <laughs> and uh why not take matters into our own hands um Twilight fans are, they know everything that there is to know about Twilight. So if we get something wrong, we'll stop on that. And (laughs) we want that. Like, we want to be as accurate as possible to the legacy that Stephanie has given us, but also to honour the fans who have stuck with Twilight for so many years. Exactly. Yeah, this is a full production. Um, We have a lot of moving parts um and uh you know movies are expensive to make turns out yeah (laughs) um breaking news movies are expensive (laughs) yeah you know the question I get asked the most um when I tell people what I'm doing they say oh my god that must be so fun what's it like and it's always the same response from me it's like you're driving in a speeding car on the highway trying not to <laughs> because it's exhilarating <laughs> and exciting and at the same time you're terrified yeah. yeah well we are just very excited to see the final product but also to follow along with that patreon and the behind the scenes um if you guys have any more questions i'm sure that Lily will be available, will be around <laughs> um, to get back around that. So uh, do you have anything that we haven't mentioned yet uh, or anything you want to reiterate and plug uh, now is your time? 
Yeah, um, you know, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I, I think the one thing I'll sort of promote is that we are continuing to announce our Cullen cast members. So definitely follow along on our uh, Bailey Films Instagram page because that's where all the announcements are being made. Um, and uh, yeah, keep an eye out for our teaser trailer. We've got, we're going to be releasing a teaser um, and then in addition to that, we'll be releasing 10 minutes, 10 minutes from the scene. So it's going to be an actual scene that people see. Um, and so that's going to happen after our February shoot. So um, definitely keep an eye out for that. Get excited about that. Um, and uh, show some of these actors some love because they, they are so dedicated to what they're doing here. Um, these are characters that not only for their audition process, but now as we move forward in production, these actors are really doing their research to portray these beloved characters as effectively and brilliantly as they possibly can. So, um, you know, definitely any time you see us posting something, just give our actors some love because they, it sounds like a cliche, but they really do suffer for their art. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> Definitely. Actors actors put so much of themselves into finding that character, you know? And so for sure, leave a comment. Tell them all the things you love about it. Uh, because I'm sure that they will see it and very much appreciate it. All right. I think uh yeah, the only thing left to plug is really just our Instagram. You can find us on Instagram at Failey Films um and then we're on youtube as well we're on tiktok uh <laughs> not done much with tiktok just because tiktok again is not my forte but <laughs> yeah we will we're all over social media so give us a find give us a follow and uh yeah get in touch with us you know even if it's concerns complaints anything like we want to hear from the fans because we're making this movie by fans for fans and so if 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 we don't hear your opinions then we we don't know what it is you want or what we need to change so you know positive or negative we want to hear from you guys um this movie is for you it's a love letter to stephanie meyer but it's also a love letter really to the whole twilight fandom um so yeah let your voice be heard and help us make this movie a reality for sure. Beautifully said, Lily. It's great to see you and catch up with you as always. Um, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm so thrilled to have joined you. Thank you so much for the invitation. And uh, yeah, I look forward to listening along on future episodes. <laughs> I'm very excited for that, to hear your opinions about that. I'll, I'll leave my opinions and you leave yours. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you guys so much for joining me for the first pilot episode of the Bye for Chwai podcast. I've had so much fun running my account and I know I'm just going to have so much fun making this podcast and thank you guys so much for being a part of it whether you gave me ideas you commented you liked you watched um you've been a new fan or an old fan of my accounts you guys keep me going and i know that's cliche but i'm being very serious uh so yeah i'd love to hear 
more from you guys and I'm always looking for ideas for season two so let me know what topics you'd like to see and I hope you join me next week bye